Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Sweet Chin Musings. I am your host, the reigning, rarely defending, highly disputed champion of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. With me as always is my tag team partner in crime, the Otis to my Chad Gable, Mr. Luke Cudialis. <laughs> That's right ladies and gentlemen, we have another pair of super kicks locked, cocked, and ready to rock your eardrums, so let's get into it, shall we? We shall. On today's episode, we are going to discuss the upcoming Backlash pay-per-view, the fact that CM Punk has been showing up everywhere behind the scenes, a new world heavyweight title, a new home for a former WWE staple, and uh, finishing off the suggestions of Oh You Didn't Know for some great matches, including guys from our boy stable. Now, before we get into everything, I'm going to start with Backlash. But before we get to Backlash, I do need to give a shout out to a family, uh, the Nelsons, who I ran into at, uh, at my work. And as soon as I got up to them and started talking to them, their kids who were teenagers, yeah. uh, were I, all I heard was Adam Pierce. Oh, really? And then my ear just went, huh? Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. So. It's, you get that uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? Uh, so I asked them, you guys going to SummerSlam? They said, yeah. And then oh, yeah. I got into a whole big discussion. Uh, and on the spot, dude uh, whipped out his phone and subscribed <laughs> to the uh, to the podcast. That's awesome. So I talked about that. So uh, props to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Nelson and their kids, who we'll probably run into at SummerSlam because they're going to be there too. That'd be sweet. Yeah, uh, but new fans of the show and just very cool that they uh, they I- indulged uh, a super uh, wrestling right. geek, you know, like nice. myself, and they're geeks themselves. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure they are going to be watching Backlash, which is coming <laughs> up. And uh, I figure it just makes sense to start there. It's kind of weird for me because looking at this card, there like backlash in the past has been very much almost like a rerun of feuds that are continuing from WrestleMania. Right. And looking at this card, I'm only seeing one match that <laughs> really carries over from WrestleMania, which is Riddle, Owens, and Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. But everything else seems to either be out of nowhere or from a storyline that developed post-WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. So it does feel a little weird, a little non-traditional for Backlash, but it's still a good card. As of right now, we've got seven uh, matches heading into this. Uh, I think we got to start, given that uh, the, the big appeal to this, it's the first uh, WWE pay-per-view or premium live event, whatever you want to call it, to happen in Puerto Rico since 2005. And uh, a lot of Puerto Rican representation on this card as well. And let's start with two right out the bat. Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight, which I don't know if you know this. It's uh, it's very different from a Chicago street fight. Oh, okay. Uh, it'd be because of the location. So mm-hmm. it's totally different. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's very, absolutely very different. Very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very different also from a Harlem street fight. True, uh, true. Which Booker T knows about. But this is the San Juan street fight featuring Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Now, I mean, the interesting thing about this is 
This was a match that was added later on. First of all, I thought it was going to be a tag match. I thought we were going to get Bad Bunny and Ray versus like Damien and Dom. Right. You know, something like that going on. I don't know why we don't have it. But it's also interesting to me because by the time this match was announced, uh, tickets were pretty much already sold out. Right. So it is interesting to me that they put Bad Bunny on the card to wrestle at all. That seems like something that you would save for when you need to sell tickets. I think it's one of those, like, hey, at home, you know, like, it's already a big draw, so they might as well if you're how popular is music wise and everything it's a good way to get more eyes especially in, in a international market yeah. you know to your products so. well i figured he'd be there it just yeah. is surprising to me that they've got him wrestling when it seems like whether he was on the card or not do you think maybe he pushed to put for him he like might he have wanted, you know, hey, like, he probably especially with uh, sorry you know, like with how Logan Paul's been doing, you know, and so he's like, hey, man, I can do just as much, if not better, you know. Sure. Because who's to say down the line we don't get a Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul match or something? Honestly, I don't Which, see why we don't at this point. Because I, I would love a, like, who is the best celebrity wrestler. Sure. You know, especially, like. Absolutely. You know, and they both got a lot going on outside yeah. of the industry. Um, I could, you could see that almost like influencer music guy, like sure. And tell know, me, social media, media wouldn't be right. Up. Social media giants, you know, for in their respective realms, that's big for WWE or uh, uh, what yeah. is it now that we, uh, um, Endeavor. Merged, Endeavor, Endeavor, you know? yeah. Um, so who's to say that may not absolutely? Be, uh, and that is a good point. It's you know, if Bad Bunny has, I'm assuming whatever he's signed, I don't think he's signed in the same way Logan Paul is, but I'm sure they have. Like, look, we expect you to probably do you know, two to three events a year, mm-hmm. it would make sense from Bad Bunny's standpoint, A, he's probably already there. So <laughs> just for convenience sake, it's easy for him. And you're going to get a big hometown pop. And yeah, while they didn't need to do it to sell tickets, I think it is a good idea. And if this were against Finn Balor or maybe even possibly Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> I'd say maybe there's a shot that we don't get the celebrity win here. But I think Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest is a slam dunk for Bad Bunny. It's a slam dunk. Um, even if you, I think even if you do, because Dom does have some pretty good heat on him. You Dom is pretty. Uh, to me, Dom is number two or three heel in the company right now, behind yeah. Roman Reigns and maybe Logan Paul. Yeah, I would give you. I would agree because you know, having listened to you know the other day, and I don't. It was one of those trying to figure out is it piped in or not. Like when they had him, yeah. Uh, you know, he went to go talk, and they were booing and everything. I was like, it sounds legit, but it, you know they've been known to pipe, you know, booing him. Oh but again, sure, it was like kind of live. So I'm like, oh, all right, man, he is he's getting booed, like. So it's fun, but it's also in the moment, you know, because anytime the crowd can play into that, like, sure. oh, you're going to go for the mic, we're going to boo, you know. Uh. Yeah. But, I mean, that being said, there's a lot of heels in WWE yeah. and people aren't doing it. They're That's not, not happening in every heel promo. Yeah. Um, also, I want to bring this up now. So we're in agreement, Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I already had it. They don't. Down. <laughs> you're good. No, me too. Um, He's not on this card, but I mean, I think we're getting to a weird point where we can't deny LA Knight anymore. I would hope, man. Like, I mean, dude is over. Yeah, this is one almost one of those. I feel like the crowd is kind of pushing, like, "Hey, give us what we, we, you're going to give us what we want." It honestly reminds me of when they first had. Uh, so before the bloodline happened, mm-hmm. 
the Usos, when they were the Uso Penitentiary, when that first started, they were heels. But that part got so over so fast yeah. that they had to turn them babyface. I feel like we're getting to that point with LA Knight where it's like, look... It, it we're getting to the point where it doesn't matter what this dude says. Right. I'm gonna he could come out at SummerSlam and shit on Detroit sports teams, and I'd probably be like you know he's got a point. Yeah, right. he's got like, a point. Hey, like hey, playoff streak <laughs> and blah 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 and this and the free agents don't want to come and I'm like damn man stop yeah. it's too real too soon. But know. I'm not even gonna boo him. I'm just yeah, he's like, got a point. It'll be like Bill Burr shitting on Philadelphia. You know that Boom. bit, and eventually, you know they're booing, and eventually they're, he's saying stuff that's so true that he gets the crowd eating out of his hand, Despite. shitting on their own, you know, and it's just like that, you know, it'd be that. I mean, I think L.A. Knight is at that level, and he's yeah. not going to be here, so that's neither here nor there, but that's just something I wanted to bring up. I'm so, <laughs> so happy for him. Yeah. Um, are you going to say, because you only get one of these, are you going to say Bad Bunny over Damian Priest is the lock of the night? Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's not, it's almost my lock of the night, but it's not my lock of the night. Almost, but based on what we discussed a little bit before we start recording, no. Okay. All right, so. cool. All right. Uh, but we're both in agreement on mm-hmm. that. Uh, let's move up the card. We've got the, I guess it's the Raw Women's Championship, but now she's on SmackDown. I'm not sure how this all plays yeah, out. I figured there would have already been a switching of, handing over <sighs> titles. Like, at some point. Or maybe at SmackDown this Maybe Friday. on SmackDown it'll happen. It should. Uh, but until then, it's Bianca Belair taking on Io Sky. She's got damage control in her corner for the Raw Women's Championship. Luke, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, don't be surprised if you get a run-in by whether it's Becky or somebody to help even the numbers. Again, this is a pay-per-view that is, you know, quote-unquote overseas. You know, it's in an international market per se. Um what better way, you know, to get the crowd on your side? A surprise run in to help, you yeah. know, even the numbers. Um, and that being said, I don't see Bianca losing here. Um, not, you know, just not the right time, right place type deal. But if I had to call anything, like, don't be surprised. Yeah, if you do get a surprise run in to help even the numbers, you know. I like that thought. I'd honestly like to see that because I'm with you. I got Bianca Belair on this right. as well. Um, and I, I just don't like, I hope that she gets some help and she needs some help because if Bianca Belair on her own can just like get through all three Mm -hmm. and like, I know like Bailey's the only one of the three that has, I guess the lineage, but Dakota Kai and Eosky are both fantastic wrestlers. Right. And I'd be like, we've discussed on previous episodes, just how this like, I said it when we were talking about WrestleMania. You thought Asuka maybe. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Like, she is just going to freaking steamroll everybody. And if she's steamrolling... Not steamroll. It was a competitive match. But if she's beating Asuka at WrestleMania... Clean. You know, the, in a right. match. Like, yeah. I don't think she's going to beat Io Sky at Backlash. Or I, Io or Sky's going to lose. No, and, and, I, and, gonna, yeah. and if, you, if you were to let Io Sky or... Uh, if it were um, sorry, Dakota Kai, if she were in her place, and you have either the win, it one diminishes their victory because you almost know there's been no build. Right. You know, you, you have no reason as to why Eosky is suddenly on the same level as Bianca Belair, other right. than the fact that they have been feuding. Yeah. But you put it on her and you know eventually within a few weeks it's coming off. Yeah. That's not one that's not good for either lady. You know, that's that sure. one that takes it off, one that wins it, 
or the belt itself. Because then the next person that wins it has to really vault it over. Yeah. So... Because now you you didn't beat Bianca Belair. You beat the person that beat Bianca Belair. And it was in a kind of a shady right. way. It was at, you know, because she lost in, you know, she won in Puerto Rico. And nobody was yeah. watching anyway. You know, and just. Do you think that, though? Because I overthink a lot of shit. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't we all? Yeah. But no, uh, I am curious about that because a lot of times, like when we talk about like um, Crown Jewel or Super Showdown, mm-hmm. even Clash at the Castle. These overseas events, they do sort of feel like they are kind of an island of their own. Mm-hmm. And not that they're not part of WWE canon, but it just, it doesn't, it does sort of feel like it's almost like an exhibition show. Right. The reason why this is a little bit different to me is only because it's backlash. It's not... Right. WrestleMania backlash, not just no, no, no. Know. It's not. Oh, it's not that. It's, it's not, not. Oh God, they, they dropped the WrestleMania. How dare I? How dare I? They dropped the WrestleMania. No, it's. I was very happy they did that. Yeah. Um, but it's backlash. It's an event that's been around for a long time. Right. Super Showdown was created for Australia. Crown Jewel was created for Saudi. Clash at the Castle was created for Scotland. They're the location and pretty much the location and the name of the event are tied to each other. Right. Backlash has more of a history and a prestige in it than those other ones do. So I guess for that reason, even though it is in Saudi or uh, it is in Puerto Rico, I don't, it feels a little bit more legit to me. Okay. I, I, I can respect that. Um, especially the, you know, I mean, thankfully it's, you know, as we kind of discussed too, you know, cause I was like, Hey, uh, what time does it start? You know, notice yeah. it starts at eight, you know, make sure, I want to make sure it was within the same time zone. Sure. Um, I don't know about you, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to watch, uh, live when we had a, you know, birthday barbecue, you know, thing that night. I um, think I'm going to be, it's Saturday. I'm yeah, going to be Saturday, working. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, that, so I'm glad, but I was, I was like, all right, well, it's Puerto Rico. What time, you know, okay, yeah. so maybe that's one thing is that does affect the international shows, right? Like, sure. Hey, Saudi is at noon or one or what are you like? Whatever time. Um, yeah. I know Clash of the Castle was like at a certain, it was like three. It was four? early. It was I want to say it was like three. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, I think also does kind of play an effect because, like I said, how many of your main viewers are going to have their eyes on it, especially right. like on a Saturday at three in the afternoon or something, you know? Sure. Um, so I don't know, but that, I think that's another one of those, like the mystique, I guess is the word, you know, because it doesn't happen. So you think, but what if? Right. Right. Like right. it could happen, yeah. you know? So uh, you never know. But with this one, I just, I feel that would be unfair to all involved. I would agree. So. I would agree with that. Uh, next match on the card, we've got the triple threat match for the United States Championship. Austin Theory coming in as the title holder versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. This is a fun one to me because, <laughs> so I'm, the, I would honestly, if it was just Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley, I would be more inclined to think maybe it would be Bobby Lashley. Okay. I feel like we are still playing out the Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed um, feud. Yeah. Which yeah. is is new. I mean, it really, I don't... It's, got, it's getting... It, tra- it you started... Know. Did it start at the Andre Battle Royal, or was there anything uh, before? I that? don't recall. Because they were the last two in Andre. Right. I, I just don't recall if there was any interaction or anything like that. Before um, that. Right. But either way, it's a newer feud, but I still feel like there's meat on that bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and... 
to me, that feud does not need a title to be involved in it. So for that reason, I'm going with Austin Theory to retain, but I don't have a great, like, I... I, I don't have a way to justify it. Like, <laughs> I can't give you a finish that... I mean, the easy, the super easy finish is if, like, Bobby's got Bronson in the hurt lock, but the ref's not there to make the call, and Bronson, like, gets, you know, he, he get passes out or yeah. whatever. Austin can throw Bobby out of the ring and pin Bronson really quick. But I it, I don't like that because I do think that this needs to end with some real heat between Bobby and Bronson. So it I'm I'm sticking with Austin Theory, but I don't have a great reason why. And if you were to make an argument right now for either of the other two, I would certainly listen to it. But I just I have <laughs> a feeling Austin Theory's sticking to it. I don't know. Um what I need for clarification, what Brand are all three of them drafted? That is a great question. Um, and I actually want to know that before... Look that up, because I want to know that before I actually make my official prediction. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, actually, I did just look it up. Um, so, Reed is on Raw. Theory and Lashley are both on SmackDown. Though. Ooh, so then yes. maybe we're not continuing... Oh, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Luke throwing a, throwing a uh, little That is a gears. major... Yeah, because I assumed we were continuing with Bobby versus Bronson, but they're on separate brands. Right. So now... Oh my god. I'd love... I'm going to stick with Austin Theory, but I'd love to see Bronson Reed do it. To be okay. honest. And then Gunther is on... Smackdown. Is on Smackdown. Austin Theory is on... Smackdown. My God, it, it's screaming Bobby now. No, it's screaming Reed. You mean? Because oh, Reed's on Raw. Reed's, Reed's on, on Raw. Raw. Reed's on Raw. Then and you yeah, got, you already got the Intercontinental on right. And all three of those could, or all both of those could go against Gunther, like Gunther versus Lashley yeah. and Gunther Gunther uh, versus Theory. I'd yeah. watch either of those. Yeah. Oh my God. Shit. Because you got to remember. Um, Reigns is also technically on SmackDown. So yeah, they Raw needs they're gonna <laughs> I'm going to Oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so anti my philosophy. And there goes my whole like, well, they don't usually change titles in in a foreign, uh, in a foreign but hey, why not? It's been what, almost twenty years. So. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bobby. You're going Bobby? I'm gonna say Bobby. You've got that that is the X factor. And by the way, this I've been watching a lot of film noirs lately. Yeah. Uh, if Austin Theory holds this out, this right there is the definition of a red herring. This got me looking yeah, yeah, left. Yeah, 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 looking left. Yeah, we think like, oh my God, the uh, brands. Like, yeah, and, and turns out, oh no, the brands don't matter. But because of the brands... I, or uh, brands, I'm gonna say Reed. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, gonna say okay, Reed. Reed. I was gonna say I like you're saying, no, no, no. I keep okay. saying last. I am also because Reed. Reed was my gut choice. Okay. Before we even got to that, I'm glad I did look it up. You know, for tech, you know. Sure. I was under the impression you already knew that. No. Okay. I hadn't thought about that. So I mean, we're both in lockstep when it comes yeah. to picks. Yeah. But I'm glad. I guess I'm the one that swayed you on this one. You did. You so, did. Well, we'll find. And you out still have picks to make for Bob Coulter. So. I do. I got by the time actually by the time this gets uploaded, right? It, that will probably have already aired. But yeah, that's happening. But I also I did my article with uh, Kimmy. Kimmy for the popbreak.com where do you Mike, team Mike versus team Kimmy 
It's currently a four to two to two record with me in the lead. Just okay. pointing that out. Um, but she had said Bobby Lashley, and I already said Austin Theory because mm. I wasn't thinking about this, and I wish. Now I wish I had so that you, pick back. You need your boy. Oh, dude, your no boy. kidding. I got to run it by you before I submit. So, all right. So, you, so you're saying Reed, too? I'm saying Reed. And why not? He just got called up. You know, it's a good way for to establish a force of, hey, okay, every, no, everyone's got to go they through the gotta give. They got to give him a run, though. It better if be a he, run. If it he holds be... this for three or four weeks, I'm going to be bummed. Let Bronson Reed hold this title for three to four months. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, get a couple, win a couple feuds. In, if you know what, why not have it where, like you said, Austin Theory and Austin Theory has the win lineup. Or even Lashley has the win lineup. And then the other screws them over. Yeah. And Bri- Breed takes Ooh. advantage. So then that you, continues your feud that you mentioned, right? I'm going to tell you how it ends. Okay. I'm going to tell you how it ends. All right. Uh, Austin, I, Austin Theory, Theory hits the, what is, I don't, he, it's not the lowdown, but the whatever. A-Town Down. A-Town um, Down or, or every, whatever. Uh, yeah, either way, I know what you're, yeah. The lowdown was D'Lo Brown. <laughs> um, but whatever, Austin Theory hits his finisher, mm-hmm. puts the cover on, Reed, while Theory has Lashley covered and the ref's going for the three count, mm-hmm. Reed hits his splash off the top. Okay. Squishes both of them, and, and then, his... and Theory kind of rolls off and he, he pins Lashley. Okay. And then so Lashley, yeah, is eating a clean loss, but it's after taking both of their finishers. Right. So it's like it would ne- you would need something of significance like that sure. to take him down. Yeah. I'm all for it. You know, I just yeah, this could be one to keep your eyes on. I think. Yeah. So. Could could be. I don't know. I, I got a lot of faith for this one. Nice. It's good. But all right. Oh, ooh, 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 you shocked me. Thank you. Um, all right. So the next match is what I'm calling my lock of the night. It's the uh, WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, which might be the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. Who knows? But Rhea Ripley versus Selena Vega. Look, I love Selena Vega. And the, she is Puerto Rican descent, and this yeah. is in Puerto Rico. But I think there is a 0% chance that Rhea Ripley loses this match. <laughs> She's got all the momentum from Raw. She's I I'd say she's the most over female right now. Yeah. Uh, her win at WrestleMania was huge. You're not gonna take the title off of Rhea Ripley, especially Rosalina Vega, who's like four foot four. Like she's tiny. She's not four foot four, but she's yeah. very very tiny. And I just you are not gonna convince me that she's beating Rhea Ripley. No, um, the odds are not in her favor. No. <laughs> in regards to this one. Um, it, again, even with the hometown cooking and, you know, the crowd behind her and everything, it's just, Rhea Ripley is going, can go toe to toe with some of your men in your men's division. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be, it'd be formidable. She would be formidable. Yeah. You know, in convincing fashion, like, hey, she could beat Austin Theory and she should have the United States title. Absolutely. You know like, Absolutely. It, it, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so no, Selena Vega by pro, you know, then sure. should not be able to win. No, um, and I know she's got LWO and whatever, but Rhea's got the Judgment, judgment Day. Judgment Day, if There's they make no appearance, reason. numbers game should be even yeah. out. If if you do have Rhea lose, it is a disqualification. It is not a changing. She's of the not title. losing the title. No, yeah, no, but maybe, it, yeah, it, maybe it'd be something Rhea weird. by disqualification. Maybe she doesn't take a hold off. 
or something yeah, to kind of like slap yeah. Zelina, you know. Or DQ, you right, know. Right, because like I said, in front of the whole town crowd, you know, hey, oh, you're going to cheer for her? You're going to cheer for her? Here, I'm going to, you know, yeah. like just choke her out or something. You know, the referee tells her to stop and she doesn't. Okay, hey, she she knows you don't lose by DQ. You don't lose she the belt by the title, DQ. And she's so. smart enough to know that. And, and she's she a wants heel. to make a point and she's a heel. So Absolutely. That would be my, like, if I'm booking. And it. she's not, they, so. But if, judgment I'm still day. picking Ripley. Like, of course. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, I mean, that could happen, but yeah. I still think she's just going to win clean. Um, it's also, too, like, this is, I think, one of the few areas left where Rhea, even though, I mean, she's part of a heel faction, I think most people want to cheer for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's where one instance, because of that hometown cooking, you can still really play her off as a heel. And you may not get many more chances to do that just because she's so popular. Right. So, yeah, I can see I could see maybe she loses by DQ or something in that sort of fashion where she just <clears throat> she's just trying to murder Zelina Vega <laughs> and eventually the ref calls for the DQ. I could see that happening, but I don't know. Um, so still in lockstep. We've only got three matches to go. We might be lockstep the whole way. It's possible. <clears throat> Next, we've got uh, the what match of the night? Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, <laughs> versus almost with MVP. Uh, this match was announced with absolutely zero fanfare. Uh, it was really kind of out of nowhere. There was a smart thing that MVP, the consummate professional, did do on... I want to say it's his Instagram. It might have been Twitter, but I think it was Instagram. Where he's like, I get my clients the biggest matches. And honestly, that's all you really needed to do to, like, uh, why is this match happening? Oh, because MVP is a great manager. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what a great manager does. Absolutely. Right? He, gets you, gets them. he gets you your matches. Yep. He gets, you my know. guy's not doing anything. There's yeah. a pay-per-view coming up. I want right. to get him a big paycheck. Right. Hey, look at his track record. Look at his you track know, like record. This? Taking like... on Seth Rollins. Um, I will get to it. We'll get to the rationale later. But I think uh, this... I can't imagine Seth Rollins losing this. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, as we talked about, you know, a little bit pre-show or you know, pre, if you were to like I said, you know, hand me twenty-five bucks and like here, Luke, you get you got to put on a match tonight. This is your your guaranteed. You know, hey, what what are you betting on? Yeah, this is I. Is it, this, this is your lock. This is my lock. This is your lock. And okay. I'd be like, okay, Seth Rollins. And right. my reasoning mainly is, I don't see where we're wait, Trajectory wise, and we're like where I would project both of these guys are going. Yes, this would really derail where I see Seth Rollins going. Yeah, you know, um, as I know we said before, he is one of those guys who can always be around the title hunt. This and, is, and he can take losses. He can take losses, but if you had Omas lose to Brock, why would you have Omas beat Seth? That really diminishes <laughs> Seth. So I'm going um, with Seth. I'm with you, okay. and I'm with you for that exact reason. Again, if Omas had not faced Brock Lesnar, if Brock Lesnar had faced Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, yeah. which he should have, um, and this was a clean match for Omas, he didn't have this history of just losing a big match, yeah. I'd say because Seth Rollins is someone who can take a loss, maybe this is a spot where you would give Omas a win. It honestly right. makes a lot of sense. Right, and this is what I thought we would get you know, with Omas if he yeah. had won at... Uh, Mania. At Mania. Okay. Oh, shit. We're giving him a run. You yeah. Know? Okay, he beat he's Brock. He's not going to be now a world suddenly, champion, right, suddenly, but you can make him a contender. Right, I'm sorry, right. I don't mean to talk about No, 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 you're good, you. because here we go. You know, here we go. Because uh, you get, okay, perfect example, because it really puts that bread and butter on what MVP said. Yeah. Hey, 
My guy beat Brock Lesnar at fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. He should get a match in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Against Seth freaking Rollins. Because yeah. I bet you he can beat him. Yeah. And then whoever Why can he? Why can he? You know, and then it makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Whoever, you know, if they do GMs or whatever, boom. You could have made an instant contender out of Omos. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it since uh, now. I don't where's know where we're... Where's the cohesiveness we're... with your story? Sorry. Yes. You know, get, you're like, where's yeah. the cohesiveness? Nope. I'm with you. Uh, and it does make then... Uh, the whole Brock Lesnar thing. How long is he sticking around for? I'm. Are we getting Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns number seventeen? Do you want to just go ahead and lead right into the next? Like make Brock get, or yeah, yeah, Brock and Cody. Let's the next make these pick. picks. Okay, yeah, because yeah. we're because we're in agreement with Rollins. Yes, so we're of still in agreement. We've only got two matches yeah. left. Rhodes versus Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you went. F- did you go first for the last one? Or did I? Um. I think I went first with you, the last one. Uh, with how they kind of had their their standoff on Monday, you know, Cody basically yelling at him, saying, "Hey, make me earn it." You know, ah, uh, I wonder if this is one where Brock is beating the shit out of Cody most of the match. You know, it's like, "Are right, you wanted this? You want me to make you earn it?" And he's just beating the shit out of him, and Cody wins with a roll up or something. This is like this is the start of his climb to the mountain. Yeah, but it's not going to be Dragon Slayer Cody. It's going to be he I got to I got to win by hook or crook. Yeah, he escapes. Maybe he maybe he pulls the tights on the roll up or something. I'd love that. But it would also show that he's human. Yeah. You know that he does. You know he you know he doesn't have to be superhuman, but he does have to use every trick in the book. He's got win. a little bit of desperation, and he should. That's not a bad thing. He should. Yeah, he's he the, is he's desperate. chasing. He's the one chasing. He's again. You lost at Mania. Guess what? You get thrown right back to the bottom of the pile. You got to yep. start climbing again. Yep. And like, yeah, okay, you beat the, if you beat the beast, yep. cool. That moves you up a few extra points, but you still got to keep climbing. Yeah. And you're not going to win every match clean. Yeah. So why not have them do it that way? That's me. And here's why. Okay. <laughs> um, I love what you're saying, mm-hmm. and if I thought we were getting Cody versus Roman at SummerSlam, which of course I desperately want, right? Um. I would be inclined to agree with you. Okay. I don't think Cody has hit the emotional rock bottom yet. Mm. And I think this is the second act of shocking disappointment that is going to eventually get Cody to that point where he gets so desperate that he starts his comeback. But I think we're only, I think this is act two of a three-act play. Ooh, okay. And I was going to throw one more in there, but okay. Okay, so I've got Brock Lesnar winning, and it's not going to quite be um, SummerSlam 2014, the Suplex City mm-hmm. with him and Cena. It's not going to be that level of one-sided, but I think it's going to be pretty one-sided. A few and, and I get several F5s, and I really think that because I don't think it's going to be the main event. I think the main event is going to be the Bloodline versus Sammy, Kevin, and Riddle. I think those guys are so over that, yeah. And know. I think, and to lead into my next pick, since <coughs> I would be picking first, I think we're going to get a feel-good moment to end the show. <clears throat> so because of that, I have this as the co-main event. I've got Brock Lesnar winning. I've got him winning pretty ugly, pretty brutal clean but ugly if that makes right. sense uh it's gonna be pretty brutal because i think 
this is another tough loss for Cody to take on the chin. And then we're going to get to Act 3, which is what we're going to talk about after this with the new World Championship. Um, I think we're seeing, we're going to see Act 3 there. But to get there the way I think we should get there, Cody needs to lose this. Gotcha. Uh, in in a in a humbling way, in a humbling way. So, all right. So we have a difference. I think it'll be our only you difference. Son of a bitch, too, because that uh, really, doesn't like, that. I mean, because it makes sense, you know, for Cody to have to go, you know, like go one more um, level down, you know, like being broken down and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, that's why I think it's going to happen. And then the final match, who I think is going to be the main event, we've got the Bloodline, Solo Sokoa, Jay Uso, and Jimmy Uso taking on Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. Six-man tag match. I'm guessing this is going to be the finale. I've got the good guys winning here. It feels like a good moment for that. But more importantly than that, I do think we've been hinting long enough at Solo and by association paul and roman turning on jimmy and jay i think it's going to happen here i'm thinking i'm thinking jay eats the pin okay and then solo beats them both down after like paul's going to give a nod or something and that's going to be the last straw and then uh that's sort of how they get kicked out because i do feel a, like we're at a point where people are wanting to cheer Jimmy and Jay again. And they've been right. for a while. Um, but, like, I don't know who you're going to throw them against that's going to make you root against them the way Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens did. So I feel like we've taken them as a heel team within the a cohesive heel team within the bloodline. I feel like that has run its course. Right. So I think this is a good time to have Solo turn on them. It gives Solo a push. It allows Jimmy and Jay to be separated and be baby faces again. And then possibly, I don't know, just go back to doing their own thing. Or maybe they can feud with Solo and Roman moving forward. I'm not sure. But I think in order, like I said, for all that to happen, the good guy's got to win here. Yeah, I think that's a good payoff. Especially, like I said, with the fractures within the bloodline, you need to get that that going over. And I think you will see some sort of payoff between Roman Reigns and Solo versus Jimmy and Jay, maybe. you know. At I some think point, that's got to you know, happen at some point. Um, what better way to get us there? But yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. It's just one of those, I'm interested to see how we're going to play with the tag team titles. You know, is really... Yeah, it's interesting because as, as of right now, they're still like... KO and Sammy have them both, right? right like, right. we haven't... I assumed they were going to be split up, but it, yeah. it, who knows? Who knows? It's so, interesting. Yeah, that's a good one to keep an eye on. But yeah, like I said, I, I think we do get your feel-good moment for the night. Absolutely. Um, all right, so that's Backlash. That's what's going on there. Um, obviously, uh, what's happening also within the world of wrestling where what Backlash isn't touching on, but I think we're going to start touching on it very, very shortly after, is the new World Heavyweight Championship that is going to be the 
primary title on Raw since Roman Reigns still has both championships and he's on SmackDown. And it seems like they're going to try to make the draft actually have uh, actual consequences and people are actually going to have to stick to their brand. So if we're doing that, of course, you need to have a title on Raw. My first question to you is, uh, what do you think about the look of the title? I like it. I mean, I feel like could could have been better. Mm-hmm. I think it could have looked a little bit cleaner. Um, especially with how some of them now have like the, uh, more of like the black accent that they put into it, you know, like kind of define the lines mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Um, but overall I don't mind it, yeah. you know, um, do I say I'm in love with it? No. Do I hate it? No. Yeah. So it's I think, okay. yeah, I think it's definitely a, uh, they're trying to pay homage to like the big mm-hmm. gold belt mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, and I prefer those style of belts. To me, the, the WWE and the Universal Championship, those are giant toys. Yeah. Like, that is merch. That is yeah. merch to sell. Uh, but the title, I want to have a little bit more of, like, a ooh and ah factor to it. This one does. I still hate, and I get it, but I still hate the giant WWE logo in the middle. Yeah. It's obviously nowhere near like it is on the other belts. But it's still very, very prominent. I wish it was like before where you just, like, I get having it on the belt, but let's maybe not make it the focal point as right. much. I almost wish now that you have the, instead of you having the WWE logo as your main logo, I would have flipped it and whoever is the current champion their faceplate. You get custom faceplate and that goes in front and then you have the WWE logo on your on side. Sides. That's your side plates now. Instead of... Right, side yeah. plates on the side and it just says WWE. Yeah. Because you want it because you know, like, it's your champion. Sure. Right? Like your champion should you know, be like, this is my belt. Right. Like, because yeah, I get it. It's like, this is WWE's belt or whatever but it's like, what better way, especially now when customization and stuff like that and, you know, and flair and everything is predominant. Sure. So why not? And then who, marketing, you could sell sell these Every things. time you have a new champion. I mean, they, I guess technically because you can still buy the side plates Yeah, now. but what's better than like having your own plate when you no. can just swap out the big, but like, come on. Yeah. No, I'm so, with, I, that would be cool. That's something I hadn't even thought of. I just wanted them to be away with it, but I'm right. with you. I think that would at least, that would be cooler for it's sure. It's cool, especially like if you have, because you could have that too. I know you can get them like the side plates, but again, having one for like, we had the old, like, Tiger's logo, like the, you know, the big Tiger head, and you have that on your championship yeah, belt or yeah, something yeah. like that, and you're just swapping it out between the faceplates. I don't know. Maybe that's just too hard to do. That's why they haven't done it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Like I said, I like the idea of it, but it's also, we'll see. Um, I don't know, because, okay, you have this one. You're just retiring the, the you know, the, your third belt, you know, the odd man in the room, the universe, because you're keeping the universal, right? Well, I or, think, yeah, no, but I think it's going to remain the undisputed, undisputed. WWE Universal Championship. So are um, they going to eventually combine both those belts into a new belt? Or what's the play here? That's a good question. I don't know. I would think that they would. That would make a lot of sense to me. But honestly, who knows? Um, But regardless, uh, we have to crown a champion. Right. We're going to have a first, uh, first new world heavyweight champion. 
and I've got the Raw roster in front of me, and I'm seeing names like Braun Strowman. We already brought up Bronson Reed, uh, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor. There's a lot of names on here uh, where you got main event people. Uh, Randy Orton, is that correct? Did he get drafted? I don't know. I know there were names that were to be added after After, the initial draft. Right. But then uh, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, The Hmm. Miz. I think, well, there's a lot of good names on there. To me, you've got Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, or Shinsuke Nakamura. And And I'll give my rationale. So to me, Cody Rhodes is on the list just because he's still white hot. Um, he's still white hot. Seth Rollins is on the list because he's been over forever, and assuming he gets a win against Omos, he's now gotten a big win on each of the last two pay-per-views. He also has never been technically defeated by Roman Reigns. He, with just what we were talking about before, refusing to break the hold, technically he did beat Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble 22 because Roman made him pass right. out, but then refused to break the hole because yeah, Seth was in his brain. Yeah. So you have Seth Rollins, to me, as a legitimate threat. And then you've Makes got sense. Shinsuke Nakamura as a legitimate threat, A, because I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns has not faced him uh, during his title run, so it's someone that he can't say he's beaten as champion. Uh, Shinsuke also is... They haven't been doing a lot with him, but it seems like a great time to repackage him and you've got him coming off that big uh, event in Japan yep. where he was Muda's last opponent. Yep, and I know WWE doesn't really care about what happens outside of WWE. You can still play with that, and it's still a rationale. Um, with those, those are, to me, the only three that I'm considering as legitimate threats uh, to win this thing, unless you bring someone like Bad Bunny or Logan Paul in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're but you're better off having those guys go after Roman. You know, just a program with Roman. You know, celebrity wise, it's just more of a draw. Um, sure. Yeah. The only point. one I could possibly see would be Finn, just because he had been the uni- first Universal Champion. You know, and, and if had, he beat Edge at WrestleMania, I'd be more inclined to agree with you. Right, but I also ultimately again, you know, harken back to a couple episodes or so ago, you know, mentioned that I see him ultimately facing Gunther. Yeah. At yeah. WrestleMania for the IC belt. Yeah. You know, both workers, you know, just both. So that would be where I would see it, but yeah, I'm. If I had to pick, I would see. I see Seth being the one to hold this again. Like, it's ultimately that will be what springboards Cody to feeling. Oh shit! I have now. I have to beat Roman. Yeah. Like I have to beat the one to beat Roman because I can't let Seth. You know, also be. You know. He got the damn title. Now he's going to go, eventually he's going to be facing Roman, you know. And I'm assuming that he's got that title because he is, he has beaten Cody for that title. Right, right. I see that being the match that it's between, ultimately. Yes, and that's why when Cody hits rock bottom, because I don't know if you saw, like, when you were telling me, like, that, the gears started moving in my head. I'm like, that's the next act. That's, you know, it's Cody versus Seth, you know, for this new belt. Cody loses, and he's like, what the do I have to do right and then he goes and eventually he slays one of the you know that's where I'm hoping it's going I'm with you completely I think that's the way it's got to go down and him losing to Seth to me makes a lot more sense than him losing to Shinsuke just because he's beaten Seth in the past Seth is white hot Seth has never Seth and I would like to see maybe 
Cody beats Shinsuke to get to Seth. Yeah, I would like that. I so I'm assuming it's gonna be like a eight person tournament, and mm-hmm. I would love Shinsuke and Cody to win their first round match. Seth wins his first round match. Cody beats Shinsuke in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Whoever Seth beats, those two get in the end. And then I would, even though I'm not a huge Shinsuke guy, I would then take whoever Seth beats in the semifinals, yeah. have Shinsuke start a feud with them and ultimately get over. Okay. Uh, so you keep him still, yeah. at, like, right at that... Ju- he's oh, he's right there. If we give him one more push, we can put him right in the main event picture. Yeah. He's not there, but we position him in that upper, like, just below the ceiling. Okay. Uh, I'm with you on that, but I... I think it has to be Seth. Uh, if you make it Cody, I think you're immediately saying this is a consolation prize. And this is also as high as it gets for you. Yeah. You know, like, here you go. Oh, he's a consolation. Like, here, you, you're, you're never going to get to the top, but this is... Here's... You, you won't get to Everest, but here's, right. you know... Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Like, it is, though, because it's sort of like, like you say, like, Dolph Ziggler is a two-time world heavyweight champion. But would you say that Dolph Ziggler was ever the guy? I don't think so, because the, the whoever was the WWE champion at the time of his title reigns right. was more important. This is, and it's there. Even it's the same world, not the same belt, but the same title. The world heavyweight mm-hmm. champion is automatically fighting that. Um, image of being a secondary yeah. title. And I think if anyone can make a secondary title work, especially right off the jump, it's Seth. Yes. Cody can't, not that Cody can't, but it would be harder for Cody to sure. be like, look at what I have. Look sure. at what I've accomplished. Yeah. Where Seth, he could come right out. You could give Seth a fucking toy from Toys R Us. And like, <laughs> here's this toy belt. And he'd be like, look at what I want. I yeah. am the man. This, this, especially with his gear and everything, he's been, it would work, yeah. right? So yes, it's easier for people to digest if Seth has it because it's like, no matter what, Seth's the guy. That's yeah. my guy. Yeah. Like yeah, but he, people are like, well, he never, you know, he doesn't have Roman's belt, but it's like, but also Roman hasn't beat him, and Roman so, doesn't have his belt. Exactly. You know, and they're not going to, oh, pray to God, they're not going to unify those. But. No, but I think that will be something maybe we have, again, at more of a tradition. Assuming we have the heavyweight title figured out before Survivor Series, this would be a perfect match. You know, Seth versus Roman, title versus title, you know, or always, maybe not title on the line. But, but have them face each other. Who's bragging rights, yeah. right? Like, we both have a title. And I, think if, have, I think if we get to that point, we have Seth win. If it's not for the title. So not for the titles? Yes. Yeah. Um, why not? Because Why that's not? a very good Survivor Series, you know, ultimate few. Unless yeah. you want to do it at Mania, but I don't. I don't think you want to go that far with it. Because I think Mania is ultimately where you have, if Cody's chasing Roman, finally. Yeah. This is which he has to get moved over for that to happen, but true, that can easily true. happen. But um, no, so I I think we're in agreement. I think Seth is the best choice to be mm-hmm. the first world champion. Uh, taking a step. Meanwhile, back in Gorilla. Yeah. Uh, some things happening literally in Gorilla. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk showing up everywhere, showing up at WWE in Chicago, got kicked out of there, uh, was apparently backstage at Impact. We know he's still in talks with AEW. Where do you, I know, I, I know you love him so much. Yeah. Uh, where, my boo, where, where does your boo ultimately land? Oh, he's gonna be an AEW. I think so. Too. I think this is just them doing their own version. Like, 
a in your face like it's guerrilla marketing. It's guerrilla marketing. It's your it's your white rabbit. It's your Bray Wyatt. You know, yeah. like shit. But instead of it being behind the you know, oh my god, who what's available? They're just like curious. We're throwing it right, right in front of your face. Wait, we know, and don't be surprised because obviously, uh, I know. I think in the group chat, we somebody posted, or was it another one? Uh, Joey Janela was like, you know, hey, he's not allowed in the GCW back uh, locker room oh, yeah. until he watches Rocky. You know, yeah. so it's like every it's everyone knows. Yeah, like, it's just one of those. It's just ease it on in, you know. Okay, cool. And I think it furthers that he's going to come in as a heel. Yes, because yes. especially because AEW, especially like AEW marks, are so proud that their essentially their brand is somehow more pure. Than, than at least then impact or WWE. Uh, but I feel like they they have that feeling, whether yeah. that's right or wrong, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. But it's more of a pure wrestling sort of thing. And I can see if you want to bring CM Punk in as a heel, he's already got all the heat in the world for the way he went out. But now it's like, oh, okay, so what? WWE wouldn't take you and yeah, impact yeah. wasn't good enough for you, so you guessed you're going to come back here. I think that plays into yeah, it. Yeah, because you easily see him spinning it. Because yeah, I don't, I haven't looked in on like his social media or whatever. Obviously, I don't. If he had made any mention of it, obviously, dirt sheets would bring it up. So yeah. don't be surprised if there's some sort of promo or package, or whatever. He'll try to spin like, yeah, I was talking to Trips. I asked him if I, you know, and I was talking to whoever's running yeah. it back, you know, and blah blah blah. Because like, he's just he's just the hottest ticket in town. Exactly. Even though he was just there just to bullshit, hang yeah. out with friends, you know. But to talk to Tamina in the parking lot. Right. Right. Like. It's nothing cool. against Tamina. No, I personally I mean, stand for Tamina. But, hey, she's... But it's if, not... I mean, like, Tamina's not calling the shots either. No. So it's not like he's there hobnobbing with the, the big wigs. But there is also a reason why she's been there for as long as she has. Hey, that's know? the truth. That's so, the truth. And you can say the same about Dolph. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, okay, hey, you know, he's still... My understanding is doing NXT, but it's like, hey, he he's wrestling. Yeah. You know? he, and he was the NXT champion. Right. So, you don't have him going down there losing the guys. So I mean, hey, and then, I think Cruz. he, yeah, I think he takes pride in the fact that he's wrestling newer guys. Sure, you know, he's not doing the same shit <coughs> on SmackDown or Raw that he did seventy years ago. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's something new, and so. he and he is good and he's fun, and I think he's one of those guys where he's like, look, get paid. Right. I'm getting paid. Getting paid, like if they're traveling not as much, you know, sure. they're just giving. It's like, why not? Tons you of know? reasons. Tons so of reasons. Good for him, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately this is a lot of uh, it's a dog and pony show. CM Punk, yeah, is especially end leading up. up to Wembley. You know, sure. I, my understanding is they've done over forty thou. You know, in pre-sale tickets, which is fucking really good. For that them. is really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, don't be surprised if he either shows up. Was it like the they're doing a show before, like the, a show in Chicago before? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or whatever. So. That would make sense. I think it, it would make sense, especially if, if they're getting close and they haven't sold as many tickets as they'd like. Again, yeah. this is, I think, one where you go, look, CM Punk's going to be there, and yeah. you sell those tickets. Uh, someone who is not going to AEW, and I think a lot of people thought eventually would end up back in WWE, uh, mm. Naomi, Trinity Fatu, Jimmy Uso's wife, uh, is officially with Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that was that's interesting. I thought if she was going to go anywhere, I mean, maybe this is just too, I'm thinking too much like a WWE person, but I thought she would maybe go with Sasha to New Japan. I'm right there with you. I thought that would be almost a hand-in-hand, like, hey, if you ever wanted to 
I guess diversify your brand or like establish yourself, you know. Yeah. It would have been like let's go just don't go on a little heater, you know, in in Japan. You yeah. Know, um, it's been done by you know Cody Rhodes. It's been done you know by uh, Drew McIntyre. He went you know back yeah. like to the like. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. You know, like any of these guys. Um, why not? Sure. You know, I'm not not poo pooing on Impact or anything, but it was just one of those. I thought she would maybe would have made a few rounds or even showed yeah. up in a few spots. Yeah. And then now, what I do understand about Impact is they are very much like they record. They're like old school syndicated wrestling Mm -hmm. where they record like a month of shows at a time gotcha so i do know that a lot of indie people are interested in the idea of signing with impact because impact is very much like as long as you can show up here once a month right go do whatever you want the other three weekends and make money elsewhere and continue to carve your own way so if she's got other avenues that she wants to explore she can go ahead and do that so for that reason I'm cool with it, but yeah, I I guess I just thought she'd go somewhere bigger. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. We'll see, though. Uh, But it's good to see her name out there and that she is doing something. That's always a good thing. Uh, The last thing that I wanted to do while I got you here, uh, we have a little bit of unfinished business uh, with our boys. My boys. We've got the boys table. We gave a couple. uh, Last time we were on, you gave... Kidman and Bam Bam, yeah. and I gave. Uh, it was Ray and Bam, uh, Ray and Bam Bam. I'm sorry, and uh, Kidman and Psychosis. And Kidman and Psy- Psychosis, mm-hmm. but your boys yeah. were. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. not uh, that they were. Ray, uh, yeah, Bam Bam and, and uh, Kidman. Kidman. Yeah, and then uh, I had Barbarian and Raven. I gave the example of the Tio Santana match for Barbarian and the Triple Threat match with DDP and Chris Benoit nice. for Raven. Uh, so we got three guys left each, and I figured it'd be a nice, fun way to wrap up the show. Uh, my next boy on this list is uh, I, I think he gets a he gets a bad rap for uh, maybe some of his uh, worse promos that he gave. Uh, a few embarrassing moments for the guy, including "Hey, we're live, pal." Uh, but to me, there was no doubt that uh, Psycho Sid had an energy about him and just a presence that. As soon as I saw him, I was like, that dude is a badass. Uh, and stuck with him all the way. Uh, you know, not the greatest technical wrestler. He certainly had a lot of duds in his uh, career. Uh, but one match that uh, just really stands out to me for Sid and I think is a perfect example of what he could do at his peak is versus Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series 1996. Okay. Uh, it's a fantastic match. And it's really, it's one of the things that I point to as um, one of the defining moments of early examples of Attitude Era. Because this was New York City, Shawn Michaels' babyface champ. It was like 90% pro-sid. It was really interesting. That is really interesting. And even for New York, which is a heel town, New York, Chicago, Detroit are the big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Even for a heel town... It was really bizarre, and gotcha. it really showed you that, oh, we're going to start cheering for badasses even if they're jerks. And oh, I think yeah. it really led the way into them going, maybe we could, maybe Steve Austin could be a top guy. Right. You know, things like that. So I, yeah. I love that match. It's a seminal match to me, not just for Sid's career, but for wrestling as a whole. Right on. <laughs> no, I dig it. I'll have to check that one out. Um, for mine, uh, for my next boy, I got D'Lo Brown. Yeah. He's, I feel like he's one of those, uh, 
got, you know, like, caught up in the attitude area, like, in the, in the wash, and, like, afterwards, you know, uh, after invasion and stuff like that, you know. Uh, I think he may have been gone to, t- I don't I don't forget, like, when he transitioned out of WWF or WWE or whatever. Um, but I got him versus X-Pac at Judgment Day 98. Yeah. Uh, D'Lo Brown's European champion in, in this one. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed about this match is King's commentary, which usually okay. is kind of sure. you know, hit or miss. But throughout the whole match, he's talking about how people in Europe are you know staying up to watch this pay per view because oh. their champion is wrestling, uh, and like he stays with it throughout the whole match. Yeah, you know? so that's like a good plus. Um, you realize like how unorthodox Delo's style is. Yeah, like he's not your traditional like big powerhouse guy like you would think like uh will hobbs or you know um any of the uh, ricky stark's guy you know like big stock you know like gonna be power guys but then he can move you know yeah there's a part of the match i noticed uh uh pants they say champion and even for like a year about you know the uh, european champion it's great but it's like uh, solid match. I, I'm more, you know, focused on D'Lo stuff, but, like, it's sure. not a bad match for Xbox by any means. Um, and then, like, the, for it being a mid-card title, especially, like, 98, you know, you're thinking, like, your top guys are, you know, the crowd's really into this one. Yeah. You know, um, I get a, I don't know about you, anytime, uh, uh D'Lo, you know, he slaps, uh, uh, Texas Cloverleaf on yeah. Xbox. I'm a fan. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a, um... And one of the best frog splashes. Oh, he's gonna have one of the best of all time. Like you're, you're talking like top three. I'd, I'd say top three. Um, but yeah, it's a clean finish, you know, and everything. You definitely would think like between these two guys, you know, with the nation, you know, having a uh, degeneration, like there would be some sort of shenanigans. Yeah. Or something you know, like no clean finish. Let it, know? let it just let it let two wrestlers wrestle. Yeah. So yeah. I was definitely a big fan of this one. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. And yeah, you're you're. You should pretty much always get a good match with Xbox. Yeah. So he really is great at letting people shine, and it's sort of a one of the things that they used to say about like Mr. Perfect was you never had a bad match against Kurt Hennig because right. he always made you look good. Oh, yeah. Sean Waltman's always going to make you. He's going to let you shine, nice. whether you win or lose. He's going to let you shine and you can show off what you can do and so that's why i think so many guys loved working with him and it's a great person to show an example of like you said you want to see what d-lo can do because right. a lot of people stop thinking about d-lo with charisma which he had all the charisma in the world um but the in-ring work a lot of times gets yeah. overlooked no you shouldn't because it's funny like i said you would think it'd just be a very straight forward slower style but you know because he's a bigger side it's like holy shit one he can move and two it's like just where did he he just how he throw like throws his punches or like kind of throws his body around it's just very that wasn't learned you know he just decided to start doing some of these things and it works yeah it's he he very much what had a style of he he marched to the beat of his own drum yeah that's a good way to put it and i think that's great uh so, uh, the next person on my list is Gangrel, same time, same yeah, yeah. era. Um, but the match I picked is very similar to why you were talking about that match with Xbox. Uh-huh. It's actually Gangrel's debut match. It's a match on Sunday Night Heat of uh, August 16th, 1998. It's against Scott Taylor. He was with Brian Christopher, but they weren't too sexy yet. Okay. They weren't, you know, uh, too cool. 
Uh, actually, yeah. yeah, they weren't too cool yet. Uh, so it is a bit of a squash match in the sense of Gangrel gets most of the offense, but it is a good five-plus-minute match. It lets you see everything that Gangrel can do, and he's one of those people where you know a lot of people remember the look, a lot of people remember the entrance and the song and all that stuff, but he very quickly started doing, like, more managing roles for Edge and Christian or six-man tags or tag yeah, matches, yeah. things like that. We don't get to see a ton of Gangrel. Actually, ironically, if I didn't pick this match, the match I was going to pick was him against X-Pac. I mean, uh, hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, but his match against Scott Taylor on Sunday Night Heat, it, you get to see all of what he can do. And first of all, it's his debut match. He comes out in a leather jacket with okay. with the... the um, the interview with the vampire puffy shirt underneath. Yeah, okay. Uh, but he yeah. still has the leather jacket on top, so sort of like a uh, Lost Boys homage. Mm. And I thought it was great. I'm like, why did you get rid of that? That was right, a great right. look. Um, but you get to see him, no injuries yet at this point, doing his thing, and I, his finishing move is a, a Impaler, a uh, Rising DDT, and I think Scott Taylor just takes it like a champ. Really? Takes nice. it really good. So for all those reasons, check that one out. Okay. And now we are down to the last entrant for our boys' tables. Well, I got two. I got two left. Oh, I you have two. Mine, you're right. You're right. You're right. Then, you're yeah. right. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so I'm going to pull this one because this is my boy Tajiri. Okay. Right. You can't help you not have a smile on your face when you think of Tajiri. Um, so this is him and Grand Metalik from the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, yeah. See, it's uh, just a solid match. Um, the things I noticed, you know, from this that, like, really stood out, Tajiri's 45 years old in this match. Jeez. All right? Like, and, yeah, you could tell, like, there's, you know, the, he's not moving as quickly as he could, you know, let's say 15 years ago or whatever, but it's still one of those, <clears throat> it's a solid match, um, there's a early stalemate, and it's just one of those because you get a young, you know. I mean, Grandma Talik's young, you know, yeah. younger, and you know the young guy and the old guy is just a nice stalemate. It put a smile on your face. You're like, all right, this is this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, you know, like with it being early on. Um, you got D. Bry, which is on. He's on commentary, which is oh, awesome. Nice. You know, this is like when he wasn't wrestling, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's him and uh, take him or leave him. It's up to you, Maro Bernardo. Okay. Uh, you know, like, I enjoy his commentary. Yeah. Especially when it came to the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, then uh, there's part of the match, like, Tajiri just no-sells the, a chop from okay. Metalik. Yeah. And it's, then he just all of a sudden just kicks kicks him into the corner. It's just, like, these small little things. Because it's like, you know, you think of Tajiri, you think of the comedy parts at times. Sure. But then you also remember, like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's got these buzzsaw kicks. You know, he's, like, he's a hard hitter. Um I know during the party, like, Metalik does a really slick elbow drop from, like, the middle of the ropes, like, the okay. ring ropes, which is really cool, because, yeah. again, you know, the lucha style, like, the high flyer. Um, and I forget, I got it written down, like, one of these guys hits a basement drop kick. You oh, know, okay. And it's just, like, you don't, I mean, you may see him a little bit more now, but it's one of those definitely, like, need more of those. Especially yeah. for, like, the middle guy, you know, like, because it's how powerful it looks, you yeah. know? But... Obviously, you know, Grand Metalik goes on to win this one because you know, he goes on to the finals. To the and finals, everything. yeah. But this is definitely a solid match. We're looking at, like, a, you know, during, uh, for uh, uh, Profite Database, you know, or... Uh, uh, Profite TV. TV, thank you. Um, 3.75. Solid you know, match. Yeah, it's a solid match, you know, yeah. especially for one where you're just like, yeah, you need to watch this Cruiserweight, you know, a Grand Metalik and uh, Tajiri match. You're just yeah. like, really? Like, 
I'm Actually, it's more you. of a banger than you think it is. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a sleeper. We yeah. love sleepers here. Uh, so my last guy, not a sleeper. This is the yeah. guy that I said would be my my main person. He would lead my boy stable. Mike Awesome, most known for his time in ECW and then in WCW as the Fat Chick Thriller, <laughs> uh, which was oof, early 2000s. WCW was a wild time. Yeah. But... Uh, Dude, I think is just one of those guys that does not get talked about in the same breath as people like Sid or Kevin Nash or I mean Hulk Hogan, like the tall, big guys that were really just the shit. Your at beach their time. bod guy, almost like your beach bod guy. Mike yeah. Awesome was built like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. Solid had maybe the greatest mullet in wrestling, and that's saying something. That's there's a, yeah, a lot of say, mullets. Uh, but it's weird because he also did a lot of work in Japan. Mm. And the reason why I think he gets lost on people in the States is because when we think of Mike Awesome, really, there's only, like every, if you go on Profite DB, yeah. most matches of his that have a star rating are against Masato Tanaka. Like, gotcha. they just were one of those, they were a fight forever. Yeah, like, hey, we're going to do this thing for a few years, like, just... And they crushed it. It was That's so awesome. violent. It was so over the top. There were, like, nothing... Everything looked like they were doing it 100%. Nice. That they weren't pulling anything. And there were a lot of things that you can't pull. Power bomb through a table onto the outside of the ring. Like, I'm sure there were times if you're going through it with these, you know, doing the same program with a guy for, let's say, like a year or two, there are going to be nights where you're just like, you know what, you're fucking getting one of these. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, there are other times where you're probably like, all right, dude, this is looking great. You know, like, yeah. you know, hey, I love you. You know, look good. But there's other times like if, you know, things aren't, you know, you piss them off the night before or whatever, it's like, you know what? You know, and, yeah, it makes it look re- even more real, you know. Yeah, it's so. so that I love all of their matches. My favorite one though is probably uh, November to Remember, nineteen ninety nine ECW pay per view. That really just go back and forth. There's so many highlights. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, Tanaka is kind of known for these like uh, like rolling forearm strikes, and he gets a few like right on Awesome's jaw that nice. were pretty brutal. Nice and clean. Like, very clean. Hell yeah. Very hard hitting, very cool, and I just like to me like I see those and I go, yeah, that makes sense that he would be a two time ECW champion, yeah. and I killed some title in WCW, but it was in the days of like at that TV point title type dealers. I want to say it was US title. Okay. It could have been TV title, but it it wasn't the world title. Gotcha. I don't think, but uh, no, he he is awesome. He lives up to the name. <laughs> so that's my last my last boy that rounds out my out boys, boys table. Who do you got rounding out um, your boys table? Rounding out my boys table is the bad boy himself, Joey Janela. Yeah. Just keeping it grimy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you mentioned um, him a lot on the show. That's my boy, man. You're that's why. Fan. Like I, I'm a Joey Janela fan for sure. Um, so I have him versus. And this is, I'm going to give a little shout out, a um, little congratulations while I got the floor uh, to our boy, Mike Dinaj. Yeah. And Adam and Jordan, they had their baby boy, uh, Theo. So, you know, congratulations, you guys. I'm glad to hear everything. You know, you guys are doing healthy and doing well and all that good stuff. So Very cool. Um, indeed. So, yeah, I got him uh, going against Mike's boy, uh, Dinaj's boy, rather, Kenny Omega. Uh, A.W. Dark, uh, second episode. A dark match. It's a dark match, but it's also one of those, like, where they're trying to get your eyes on the program, you know? Yeah. And this is one of those, this is, this is more of a bread and butter, like, Joe Janela match, because it's, uh, I think it's phenomenal, it's an unsanctioned match. Okay. And it's just, you know, 
a hardcore match, you know, without the blood and, you know, gore or anything like that, you know, um, like a GCW type style or anything. But yeah. it's one of those, it's good to see Kenny Omega stepping in that realm. Yeah. You know, because obviously now you have Moxley, you know, is more of the hardcore guy, but it shows that, yeah, Kenny Omega, there's a reason why people are really big on him. You yeah. know, like he can do the big spots, the big flippy dippies, you know, like the three way, you know, the three man tags or six man tags rather. But then he can also get in there and throw on a, you know, 60 man iron match with whoever. Or, hey, let's have this hardcore match with this guy, you know, that. This GCW this guy. This GCW guy that, yeah, it's cool. He's got a name, but he really shouldn't be in the ring with me. And they're like, oh, shit, he's actually taking it to me because this is his, more his realm. I got to yeah. get dirty, you know. It, it's a solid match, man. It's worth, like, if you're just looking for something like, I need to see Kenny Omega in something that he's usually not doing. Yeah. This is it, yeah. you know. And then it also shows you why Joey Janela is your, like, hardcore, you know, kind of like your quote-unquote to quote Jim Cornette, mud wrestler yeah. you know, type deal. So Yeah, that's but. very cool. No, it's I do remember, I definitely saw it when it happened yeah. because I was very into Dark when it first started and yeah. I made sure I was on YouTube. And so you should be able to get it right back on YouTube. You should, yeah. <clears throat> very, very good match. I agree with you for sure. And that's I think that's a great list. It's fun to do these sort of right. lists because it's like we're, it's so weird because like how similar we are a lot of times with our thoughts or our opinions on wrestling you take something like this and like i think like you look at our boys tables and they're pretty polar opposite right as far as like what are the people that you gravitate toward but it's so fun to be able to talk about that with other people because we still appreciate it under the larger umbrella of wrestling yeah. and i think that that's very cool um was there anything else before we bounce no i think we pretty much covered it man like i said uh draft kind of went i thought it would way it would you know, yeah just like a quick thought of that like especially with the oh we're gonna draft the you know raw's gonna draft the smackdown as champion and then women's gonna you know it was like all right but then you guys already do that yes they you know, sure it like, did it's, so it's like all right well yeah, I know. It's I I do want to do a uh, a draft episode. Hopefully, we yeah. get Jora to That'd do it awesome. or someone. Yeah. Uh, get three or four of us and do a draft. Uh, one go over our like our recap. Of what I do we, too because know, I, I see, think like, I had the best one. You had? Did you have reigns or did Jora have reigns? I think Jora had okay. reigns, but we'll we'll get into it. Right? Yeah. No, that's because I want to say because there are a few that worked out where it was like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, no, we'll definitely, yeah, next time we're definitely going to go over the draft more. Okay. I'm going to give my thing, I'm going, I, I'm first time ever I got floor seats uh, for AEW is going to be at nice. Little Caesars Arena next week. Hell yeah. So I'm going to be there so I get to talk about it. It's uh, Rampage or is it? Uh, Dynamite. Dynamite? Okay. Yeah. Well, well it's both. Oh, yeah, they yeah, record, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's not like a pay-per-view or anything. Right. It's just it's their weekly show. Right. Uh, I totally didn't realize they were coming. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It kind of was out of nowhere, but it uh, should be exciting. Tickets relatively reasonable? Sorry. They, like, no, you're good. Um, absolutely. Okay. I paid 80 bucks and I'm on the floor. That's actually really fucking good. I mean, I'm not ringside, you but know. It's still but, floor, yeah. you know, like. You and I've figure, never done floor. So. Nice. Some local shows, it's what thirty five right, for the floor, floor right, seat. Right. So you, you know, forty five bucks more, you're going to a professional show. Yeah, I think you got a good deal, my man. I think I did too. So, so. I'm excited for that. Talk about the draft. Talk about some other things coming up. Hopefully, yeah. we'll have a better idea of the world heavyweight title picture by that yeah, we'll point. Go, yeah, what they plan on doing with it. Uh, but until Roman's next... Roman's going to win it, man. I'm telling you. 
Dude, I don't even... Yeah, I know, right? That would be such bullshit. The worst thing is there's not a 0% chance of that happening. You're not happening. wrong. There's not... It's maybe low, but it's not zero, and that is... Some chaos sad. theory fan out there is like, I <laughs> want it to happen. Let Roman win. Oh, my God. So oh. then Rhea Ripley has to beat him, and she's... I don't I, know. Rhea could still beat him. That'd be sweet. I, I'm just saying Roman's never beat Rhea. Uh, so, Roman, you coward. Facts. Facer. Uh, until next time, he's Luke, I'm Mike, we're out of here. Hey Johnny, hit that music.